He had been trained up to this point to take over something that Moses had started. A promise that God had given Moses many, many years before. God had given Moses the promise of the promised land for the people. Moses never saw the promised land, but he saw it in the distance. And he held on to that promise. And he served God until the day that he put his head down, holding on to the promise. But he never walked into the promised land with the people. So here is Joshua, who God said to him, you are the one that are going to take the people into the promised land. Do you think God would have had to tell him, be strong, be courageous, be brave, be of good courage, if he was somebody that wasn't those things already? Do you think he, here is this proud young man, ready for action, and he didn't need encouragement? No. He needed loads of encouragement. So God doesn't only say to him once or twice, he actually repeats it three, four, five times. Be strong and courageous. And then he goes on and he says, um, be careful to obey. You know, as, as, as parents, we the very first thing that we say, say to our children is, be careful. Be careful. Don't go there. Be careful. But God firstly tells him, be strong and courageous. And then he says to him, be careful. Why should he be careful? To make sure that everything he had learned from Moses and about God, that he keeps that, that he keeps the law and he remembers who God is going forward. Now, I just want to show you something. You see? Can you see what, what Joshua knew about God? The first five books of the Bible. It's also known as the Torah or the Pentateuch. Can you see what we know about God? And I have another little tidbit here. We know the beginning and we know the end story. So Joshua not only had very limited, well, he knew what he needed to know, but he had that little bit of information and we have the whole story. We have everything we need to know about the God that we serve. So just to continue, he says, I'm going to read from verse 7, let's just see. Be strong and very courageous. So he encourages him even more. Be careful to obey the law my, my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Did you know God wanted you to be successful? But did you notice what he says before that? That we need to obey what he says. That we need to know him. That we need to meditate on who he is. And that we need to keep what he has given us for our lives. You know, a lot of, I've heard people say, oh, there's no rule book for life. Yes, there is a rule book for life. But it's not a rule book. If you know the Jesus that I know, you know that it's not a rule book. It becomes the pleasure of our lives to serve him the way that he wants us to serve him. It just becomes a way of life. 
And it is easy. It's easy to serve him when we know him. Do not let this book of the Lord depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night so that you may so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will, will be prosperous and successful. He repeats it. So he doesn't only say it once, he says it twice. Have I not commanded you to be strong and courageous again? Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Now in that verse is another little thing that I want to point out to you. He says, do not be terrified and do not be discouraged. Do not allow fear a place in your life. Do not allow fear to grip your heart because when you do, discouragement quickly follows. The two goes hand in hand. It's the one thing that I have learned over the last few years in counseling many, many people. When they struggle with fear, when they've allowed fear to grip their hearts around circumstances, whether it is in or outside of their, their control, the minute they have allow fear to grip their, their hearts, discouragement follows. And it is a whole chain of events and when you are discouraged, you become bitter. And bitterness is a whole nother level. And it just goes deeper and deeper and deeper. And I just want to encourage you today in the word of God. Do not let fear grip your heart. How do we do that? By being strong and courageous. And by knowing the one who we love and who we serve. Are you doing okay? <laughs> so after this encouragement, Joshua is now, he is ready for this. Okay. He sends two spies. Who's got the word with them? Because I need you, I need, I might need a little bit of help with reading this next little bit. Joshua, Joshua sends two spies to a nearby, okay, no, he sends two spies from a town and my son and I have been going to and fro reading this word. <laughs> Thank you. I'm going to leave it there. <laughs> From a town that... Um, okay, he sends two spies to go and spy out the land. And he says to them, okay, you go and look at the land. So now they've been encouraged. They are, they are step, stepping out in faith. So they are actually stepping out in crazy faith. They are doing this. So the ne very next thing is they go and visit a prostitute's house. They don't go visit the prostitute's house. They go and hide at the prostitute's house. But the king of this land also has spies, and the king gets told there are spies there. So he sends word to Rahab and says to Rahab, send me the, the spies. And she sends a word back to him and says, they have already left. But in the meantime, she, she hid them on top of the roof. These guys leave. She goes up to the roof and she says to them, I will let you go and I will not report you 
if you promise to save my family. Because I know that your God is quite something. Because we have heard what your God can do. And when we heard what he can do, fear gripped our hearts and our hearts melted. And we got, the people of our land got discouraged. Can you hear what fear does? Just by hearing something fearful, their hearts got discouraged. So they gave up before they, people even tried to come against them. So I just want to show you again, that is what fear does. But I also want to show you what her faith did. Her faith, she stepped out in faith and said, if you save us, I will set you free. I will let you go and I won't let them know that you were here. The other thing I want to tell you is that Rahab, the prostitute, actually by stepping out in faith in this moment, by having crazy faith, who is Rahab that she should be saved when Joshua is about to bring the army, walk around Jericho, and the walls of Jericho fall, and they are going to be invaded and flattened and taken over. So now she's there asking them to save her and her family. Who is she? God saw her heart and he saw her faith. She had crazy faith to say, I'm going to trust you and I'm going to trust the God you serve because I know who he is. And she got, she got saved. And at the end of it, she was the great, great grandmother of King David, who was in the lineage of Jesus. Isn't that incredible how God uses somebody's faith, someone who had faith in him, and he turns around your destiny, actually, for his purposes. That is incredible. And I just wanted to encourage you with that as well. Okay, so... With that, I want to turn to Hebrews 11 and read to you about a few more people that had crazy faith to do crazy things for God. Hebrews 11. It says, Now, faith is being sure of what we hope for a certain and certain of what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commanded, commended for, sorry. By faith we understand that the universe was formed at God's command, so that what is seen was 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 not made of sorry, let me just read that again. That the universe was formed at God's command, so that what is seen was not made of what was in, what was visible. By faith, I'm just going to read the name, so and you will remember these stories. Abel offered God a better sacrifice than Cain did. By faith, Enoch was taken from this life, so that he did not have to experience death. And without faith, in verse six it says, without faith. It is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists 
and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. By faith, Noah, when warned about things not yet seen, in his holy fear, in, in, in holy fear, built an ark to save his family. Do you know that it took him a hundred years to build the ark? Can you imagine what persecution he must have endured with the people around him while building an ark in a, in a time when things were absolutely crazy? People thought he was crazy. But he built an ark and saved his family. By faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went even through even though he did not know where he was going. By faith he made his home in the, in the promised land, and like a stranger in a foreign country, he lived in tents. That is crazy faith. Going to a place you don't know, but you know God had told you something, and that is your inheritance. So you just go there, you pitch up a tent, because you know that in your heart God had shown you something different, and you are going to take land. By faith Abraham, even though he was past age, and Sarah herself barren, was enabled to become a father. Verse 12. So from one man, and he was as good as dead, it says here, came descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky, and as countless as the sand on the seashore. All these people that I'm telling you about now were still living by faith when they left for eternity. They did not receive the things God promised. They only saw them and welcomed them from a distance. They stayed faithful to the promise, faithful to what God had shown them. And they lived that promise every day. By faith, Abraham, when tested him, when God tested him, offered Isaac as a sacrifice, who he had received the promise for. So this is the very son God gave, um, gave him. He took him to, to be sacrificed. Because he actually believed that God could raise him from the dead. He said, okay, God, I'll sacrifice this son because I know you can raise him from the dead. Yeah. By faith, Moses' parents, going back to Joshua, Moses' parents put him in a basket. That's crazy. That is crazy faith. Having a little baby. And knowing that God has promised something different for your generations, not only for your child, but for your people. So you have crazy faith as a parent. You put your child in a basket and put him down the river, trusting that God will do something and make you do something completely outside of your control, but for the good of your people. By faith, Moses, when he was in Pharaoh's, in Pharaoh's household, was not actually prepared to be treated like, like the household, he, he just said, absolutely not. I'm not part of you. I'm part of the people out there. And he didn't want to be treated the same way. And by faith, he took the people through the Red, the red Sea. So that is just absolutely crazy, crazy faith. 
there are so many other people that we can mention. It says in verse 32, I do not have time to tell you about Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jabeth, David, Samuel, and the prophets, who through faith conquered kingdoms, administered justice, and gained what was promised, who shut the mouths of lions, quenched the fury of, of the flames, and escaped the edge of the sword, whose weakness was turned to strength, and who became powerful in battle, and rooted routed foreign armies, women received back their dead, raised from life again, others were tortured and refused to be released, so that they might again, so that they might gain a better resurrection. Some forced jeers, jeers of flogging, while still others were chained and put into prison. So what does this tell us? That sometimes serving Jesus might not be easy, but sometimes we are going to see incredible victories. The point being, be strong and be courageous. Be strong and very courageous. Be brave. Be of good courage. Keep God's law in our hearts. Now it is written on our hearts. Thank you, Jesus. The one who came and made this took us out of Old Testament into New Testament so that we can actually not only have the five, first five books of the Bible, but we can live in the newness of who he is. The gospel of love, Jesus. Through the power and the blood of Jesus. What is more, you know, they had God in the first, in, in the Old Testament. Then New Testament came and they had Jesus. They had understanding of the Father, and of Jesus. They walked with Jesus. Then Jesus left and he left us his Holy Spirit. The beauty of it is we have understanding of Father and Jesus through the Holy Spirit that resides within you and me. The power of God within you and me. I want to end with this. Hebrews 12. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such great, such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. Let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God, considered him who enjoyed such opposition from sinful men, so that you will not grow weary or lose heart. Friends, can you see in that scripture that we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses? And may I be so straightforward to tell you today that part of that great cloud of witnesses is a man who had crazy faith to establish something in Camperdown where you are now part of and that you can see God fulfilling his promises. 
you might be part of the Joshua generation for Camperdale to take something to a new level and into something new and fulfill the promises of God in this area because of the favor carried on Tase's life because of promises that God had given him and Milani and their family and the people that God so strategically put around them, the vision that they carried, they still carry. It's still there. God's plan does not change. He has not changed his mind about you and about the purposes that he has for your life. He doesn't change his mind about Camperdale. He never has, and he never will. The people of Camperdown need you. Are you prepared to be strong and courageous? Are you prepared to say, I'm not going to let fear grip my heart, and I'm not going to be discouraged. I'm going to take up what I need to take up. I'm going to make sure that I know the God who I serve. And if there's anything that is keeping you down, anything that you have felt has discouraged you, throw it down. Because one thing I can tell you today, that cloud of witnesses, they are not going to see our pain, our frustration, our fear, and our discouragement. But what God is going to show them are glimpses of our victory, of your victory. So we have a common goal. doesn't matter where we are on this planet. And that is to live for the glory of the King. To spread the gospel of love wherever we go. To stand firm. And to do it to the best of our ability. Out of rest and knowing who Jesus is in our lives and who we are in Him who he is in us and who we are in him. I hope this has blessed you. I want to encourage you. Milani, you can come up. I don't know who else comes up. But if you need prayer, if you feel you have been disappointed,